Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Brazil. I host the show where I have the opportunity to speak to Olympic athletes and hopefuls on a daily basis about their story and path to the games. Today, we have Emily Day, Olympic hopeful on USA Beach Volleyball. We talk about Emily's time um, growing up in the sport, kind of getting into it at a very late age, and then actually getting into beach volleyball even later. And then her first competition where she was like almost forced to be in it and somehow won her first match. It's very interesting. So Emily has such a great story. It's super cool what she's been able to do in such a short period of time. So I hope you guys really do enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, guys, I'll let Emily talk. I don't need to do too much more talking. So Emily Day, USA Volleyball, please. USA Beach Volleyball, please enjoy it. All right, today, USA Beach Volleyball guest, Emily Day. Emily, thank you so much for being here. Emily was born August 9th, 1987 in Torrance. I, is Torrance sunny? Beautiful California? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's the, I'm trying, man. Every day I'm trying to get there. <laughs> it never works. Um, so she started playing volleyball in middle school and actually didn't start playing beach volleyball until college. She went to Loyola Marymount and graduated in 09 with a degree in applied mathematics. Aside on her side hustle, Emily is also a, uh, a math tutor, which is pretty awesome. So we appreciate that. More students need help with that. So we appreciate it. She has been on Team USA since she was about 21 years old. And while in college, she was named the USA Beach Volleyball Team of the Year in 2011. Emily, thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, absolutely. It's my pleasure. All my pleasure. I, I appreciate you taking a couple minutes and, and telling us a little bit about yourself. So if you don't mind, I mean, the best story started at the beginning. If you don't mind telling us how you kind of got to where we are today. Yeah. Um, so it's somewhat of a unique story because um, although I grew up in Southern California, I wasn't necessarily like a beach baby and grew up on the beach playing beach volleyball. Um, my first love and passion was actually soccer and played club soccer since I was super young, thought I was going to play soccer in college. Um, but I was introduced to volleyball in middle school uh, somewhat by chance. I mean, my friends were playing, so I played. Uh, I remember I tried out for my first club team uh, because I had a sleepover at my friend's house, and she was trying out. And so I was like, Mom, can I try out? She's like, sure. And then, I don't know, I just hit the ground running from there. <laughs> that is yeah. – Oh man, I love those stories. Those like random occurrences. Yeah. I'm sure there's other things you could have been doing that night, but you actually went over to your friends for a sleepover and now yep. you've been now. playing volleyball for how long? It's incredible. Uh, yeah. So yeah, started in middle school, just with your friends, rotating in a circle, playing um, on the blacktop to falling into playing club volleyball where the first team I made was like the 16 threes. So one of the last teams that mm -hmm. wasn't great. Um, but started really falling in love with the sport. I had great coaches around me. And then in high school, I started to like move my way up. <laughs> Made the 16 uh, twos the next year. So that was great. And then moved on to the 17 ones um, when I was a sophomore in, was it sophomore? Sophomore or junior year in high school. And that's when um, I really, I realized how much I loved volleyball and that I was becoming good at it and that I could earn a college scholarship. So wow. I would say, yeah. Um, That's a quick rise to fame right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I started to grow. So I got a little bit taller. That, that helps. helps. <laughs> that helps in volleyball. I'm short, yeah. so I'm bad at volleyball, but I still love it. So hey, it's uh, you can, everyone can play, mm -hmm. but uh, it helps to be tall <laughs> as an outside hitter. 
And, but all the while I was still playing soccer. I was playing club soccer. I was playing for my high school team um, up until I would say my junior year. And then I stopped playing uh, club soccer, but still completed for my high school team. So in high school, I was um, starting to get recruited by colleges. However, I was one of the last girls on my team to get recruited. Everyone was signing super early, and I just I developed late in the sport, mm-hmm. um, but was lucky enough to get a scholarship from LMU. And That's... I remember that like that day when they offered me, they my they told my parents they offered me. It was it was awesome. That is incredible. I mean, that's a impressive school too. Aside from obviously just on the academic side, it's amazing. Yeah. One question I have was your high school volleyball team just like this powerhouse? If everyone is signing these, like what's no, going so, on? So my high school team, we were not very good. I love West Torrance High School, but we weren't great in volleyball. It was my club team. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for volleyball, a lot of the recruiting comes from your club mm-hmm. team. That makes more sense. So I yeah. guess you guys were, were a powerhouse in, in that sense then it's from yeah, Southern really. California, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I do remember though, my college coach, once I agreed to go to LMU, he called me after my last soccer game. He's like, did you get injured? I was like, nope. He's like, okay, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was a, a big thing was that, you know, mm-hmm. once you signed with a team, these colleges were investing in you and he was so worried about me playing soccer. So, um, yeah, got recruited, decided to go to LMU. Um, great school. Like you said, mm-hmm. both academically studied, uh, math there. And then, yeah. And that, that's incredible. What, what exactly is applied mathematics? So it's mostly it's math, but instead of going towards the end of the year towards pure math and theory, it's more like engineering type of math things oh, that we can apply okay. in physics. Very cool. Okay, that makes sense. Physics was always super interesting to me, um, but yeah, I started to lose it like my senior year of high school, and then having to take it in college <laughs> was not for me. And thankfully, there are people on this earth like you that tutor people that needed yes. it like <laughs> myself. So I appreciate. It. If only I found you, like I don't know. 10 years earlier, it probably would have helped, but we're here now and that's all that matters. Um, so very cool. And so at Loyola, um, mm-hmm. you were a two-time all West Coast Conference player. I mean, that is incredible. Again, let's remember you didn't, you randomly, let's call it started uh, by right. trying out and then it took you to your junior year to make it to, it sounds like the, like the, the top team, yeah. right? And now a couple years later, you're now you're being named to, you know, the all conference team. I mean, what's that like in being a, like just shooting up just that yeah. quickly? Um, it's fun. Yeah, it's I'm sure. Like being the underdog is kind of my thing. And what's also funny is that uh, my freshman year in college, the local newspaper did an article about me. And my coach said in the article that he was actually planning on redshirting me freshman year because he wasn't sure if I was ready to play D1. Um, but however, when I came into training camp in double days, he saw that I could compete at this level, so I didn't have to, or I wasn't going to redshirt. Mm-hmm. That was also another surprise and a little bit of a um, kind of like fighting for my spot on the team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, the awards are obviously nice to be recognized, but it was more about competing and representing your school and working hard. Um, I think my parents did a great job raising me in the, in the, the work ethic department and just teaching me how to work hard and, 
and it, it's fun to improve and move up in the rankings and all that good stuff. <laughs> I, I always enjoy it. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't quite call myself a self-improvement junkie, but every uh-huh. day I'm trying to just do one thing better than I did the day before because right. that's how we just get better, right? Yeah, yeah. Every day, just try and push a little bit further. So I, uh, I totally understand where you're coming from. And now picking Loyola, was that the only school that gave you um, the opportunity to play? No, I had a couple others, uh, full ride scholarships and then other offers from schools where I could walk on. But LMU seemed to be the best, both like the level of, uh, of volleyball plus mm-hmm. the level of academics, because mm-hmm. it was important to me to get a degree from a great school because I didn't, I had no plans of playing volleyball after college. Like I, yeah, so that was a, a, obviously a nice surprise. So mm-hmm. it was important to me to have a great school. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the, the, the path I was, I was curious about because again, Loyola is one of the best in the country, you know, like that's not even a question, especially, um, you know, the, the system that they've created it's, you know, so I was, I was kind of curious, was this the best school that you could go to? Cause potentially you didn't think you'd be playing afterwards. And it sounds like it is, but it right. also sounds like you kept playing. So you got a right. great education, right. you got to compete <laughs> and look, now you're still doing your thing. So I think that is, uh, that is really cool. So in 2007, you actually made your debut, correct? for Team yes. USA. What was yes. that like in 2007? So you were 20 at the time, give or take? Yeah, so I think um, 2007 was also the summer I first qualified for an AVP tournament. Okay. And um, again, that was like a major surprise. So how I got involved with beach volleyball was because of my indoor volleyball coach at LMU. So he told us every summer you need to play in at least four beach or grass tournaments because some of the girls didn't have a beach um, just to keep in shape. And, you know, beach volleyball does great work for your touch and skill level for indoor. And so I was like, okay, here we go. Let's try to play some beach volleyball. Um, Wasn't great. I had old ladies beating me left and right. People who were, could not jump as high as me, could not hit the ball as high, hard as me. And I was like, what is going on? How we are promise. they beating? She's a D1 athlete. We yeah. promise. Yes. It's very, I mean, when it's hard to walk in the sand. So when you first start playing volleyball in the sand, it's tough. So we, I would um, play during the summers and I started to practice because I was like, I don't like this losing thing and started to get the hang of it. And during the summer of 2007, the AVP had a stop in Long Beach, California. And my dad was like, hey, Em, you should play in this tournament. I was like, dad, it's like $60 to enter. It's single elimination. I have to take the day off from work because it starts on a Thursday. He's like, you should just try. I was like, okay. So my friend and I tried. We were qualifier seed 54, the lowest team. I was going to ask, out of how many? Yeah, no points. So zero points. We were team 54. It was a single elimination tournament to make it into the real tournament. And we had to win four matches that day. We somehow did it. (laughs) We were, um, we upset a lot of teams because there was a lot of girls trying to make the tour full time. And we qualified for our first AVP tournament that summer. And that's when the idea got into my head. I was like, hmm, maybe I can do this one day. And, uh, yeah, so we, at the time we were the lowest seed to ever qualify and the youngest seed to ever qualify. Wow. There you go. Hang your hat on that. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. And then you had to go back to school and and tell all your friends, Hey guys, look what I did. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And so I guess, I mean, at the time was, so as you said, like kind of 
that's when you realize like, oh, maybe I can do this. Was it right. still, what, like, what were the feelings between either both disciplines in volleyball, like still going to school, figuring all that out? Was it kind of like, a, oh yeah, maybe one day or was it something that you were like, let me, let me really double down on what I'm doing here? Um, I, to be honest, is probably like a maybe one day because mm -hmm. I was still in school. Um, I was still very focused, obviously, on indoor volleyball um, and my studies. So I was like, oh, I can do this during the summer. This will be fun. And uh, so, yeah, I was very focused on indoor and liked the opportunity of maybe playing beach during the summers. It's still volleyball, right? Like you yeah. still get to do the yeah. thing you love. Like it's cool. Yeah. And you get to be outside on the sand. Like I always love that part of it. Yeah. So what, um, how well did you guys do in that tournament? Oh, we lost. The, so we made it into the main draw. <laughs> then we played Carrie Walsh and Misty May. Oh. At the time that they were having their like 110 match win streak. Mm -hmm. so we played them 8 a.m. Friday morning on the stadium and we got our butts kicked. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like 21-9, 21-10. Uh, not the best. Not but, the best. But I'm sure there's a but somewhere in the story, right? Uh, but then we got to play one more match. We got closer but still lost. Cool. Also cool. Was it, so, what, like, did you look up to Carrie and Misty at all? Oh. Was that, like, I'm assuming, right? Like, that, like, I look yeah. up to them. Shoot. Like, I can only imagine. I mean, yeah. So, another funny story. Somewhat embarrassing, but. Perfect. Thank you so much for telling us. We appreciate it's it. It great. So Carrie's younger sister, Casey, were the same age. We both played at LMU together. And Carrie also lived near LMU. And so Casey, her sister, would come back to the dorm with, like, bags full of old bathing suits and clothes. And we would all get to pick stuff. So at the time that I played her, I was actually wearing one of her old swimsuits. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if she knows that story. I, I'll probably have to tell her because I compete against her all the time and practice with her all the time now. But at the time, it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. That like, is I'm awesome. I'm wearing your old suit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It would have been funny if like halfway through she's like, I, I think I've seen that. Why do she I know that? Yeah. She probably recognized it because it was one of her like sponsors too. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's unfortunate, obviously, that you guys lost, but it's super cool that you were able to make it to the tour, you know, kind of, yeah. again, like kind of another random thing that happened. Your dad called you, Hey, yeah. you should try it. Well, I don't want to leave work. It's 60 bucks to enter, Yeah, you know, and you did it and look what happened. I mean, I just yeah. think I love those like fork in the roads. Um, and you know, when an opportunity knocks, man, just, just open the door, see what happens. And clearly yeah. you did and it worked. And I just think yeah. that is so cool. So you've been on the tour for like almost a decade now, right? Close to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it, on and off, I would say it mm -hmm. wasn't full time committed to beach volleyball until I would say 2011. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I was playing in AVP tournaments over the summer. That is super cool. And what, you know, what are some of the experience and what are some of the things, especially now being pretty deep into it, being, you know, a seasoned veteran at this point compared to when you first started, when you were that wide-eyed what were you 20 year old 19 year old yeah. like what what have you seen change in yourself I guess through that time and kind of how you've grown as a person yeah I've seen a lot changed um you know something that I'm constantly working on and I've seen change the most is like my confidence and I've been doing a lot of like sports psych and mental training for that um because it's an it's an interesting path because I went from being this underdog and just trying to qualify. You're just scraping your way up the ladder to being an established top team. Now all of a sudden everybody's coming after me and my partner 
and how to handle that type of pressure versus being just this young, like, oh, this should be fun versus like, mm -hmm. this is my job. I need to make money. And I have these big goals and dreams and putting everything on the line versus, you know, at the beginning mm -hmm. was like, oh, this, this is fun. <laughs> this is cool. Let's try this yeah. out one day. Yeah. Now I can understand maybe there's a little bit more pressure there, obviously a yes. little, little, mm -hmm. little more going on. I, and of course, you know, everyone loves the quote, heavy is the head, man. Like when you're yeah. up at the top, people are gunning for you. They're trying to take you down yep. just as when you were a little bit, um, you know, a little younger and you were yeah. in the beginning, you were, you were gunning for the top too. So I always, I always find that interesting to hear kind of the, uh, the, the path you've been able to take. And let's not, let's not mess around. You've won multiple tournaments. You've gotten 15 podiums. You clearly, um, you've done a relatively good job on the tour. <laughs> a little <laughs> golf clap for you, Emily. But, um, you know, I just think it's super cool that you've been able to do all these things. And, and, and let's not forget back in, I think, 2011, right? Mm -hmm. 2011 was when you joined um, Team USA? No. Yeah. So yes, yeah. when, yeah, it's like a sketchy line because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was on and off mm -hmm. between indoor and beach. But when I did qualify for that AVP tournament, it kind of opened the eyes to USA mm -hmm. Volleyball mm -hmm. and put me on the radar. And um, I got invited to go to a USA camp. And then I was representing USA at the um, Pan American Games. Mm -hmm and at the U25 games. Um, and then that just opened up more doors of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And what's, what, what is it like being, I guess, now established on Team USA? Like what, how, mm -hmm. how has that been able to help you just become a better player? I mean, obviously competing against Kerry Walsh is, is yep. you know, one, one thing right there, but what else do they do and kind of help you and make sure that you're, you know, reaching your potential every single day and getting better every single day? Yeah, so for USA Volleyball, as an established player now, we have, a, uh, we have a gym where they have a trainer for us, and all of us work out there. Um, so it's quite interesting. It's a weird dynamic because I'm also working out next to my competitors. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's good, though, because we're pushing one another. And then um, being on Team USA, when I play in different countries, I'm playing against the best in the world. I mean, we're talking about the, the gold medalists in Rio, um, new young teams coming up. And so we're constantly playing against the best in the world. Mm -hmm. That is that is super cool. That's always a dynamic I'm curious about, especially in a sport um, like yours, because you're probably training against. Not only are you, are you yep. working out next to, you're, 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 you're going head to head. So when you actually do face each other in these tournament situations, like where, where does your head go? Oh, well, usually they do this, but maybe they won't. Yep. Like how, how much of that kind of like mental gymnastics do you have to flip through? Yeah, that it's tough. So you're totally right that we do. We train against each other all the time. So between the gym and then also like practice down in Hermosa Beach, mm -hmm. I'm like today I'm going to practice against the girls I'm playing against on Saturday. Um, I find that it's better to be concerned about your side of the net. So mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm doing all the things I can control right. And then, of course, there's some scouting and knowing the other team and playing to their tendencies. Uh, but I try not to think too much on the court because mm -hmm. I still do that. <laughs> yes, think. So don't, don't think. React, right? Yeah. So I tend to stick with uh, take care of my side of the net and then um, know their tendencies. Mm -hmm. that, that makes sense because it's always interesting, um, you know, obviously talking to like swimmers, you're, you're, you're competing against them, but at the same thing, you're competing against the clock. Um, right. Talking to someone like you, you're, you're training with them and then you're also competing directly 
essentially, let's say one-on-one with the people across the net. Yeah, so I always yeah. think that that's very interesting and kind of how, um, you're able to tackle that and really what you've, uh, what, what you do to get through that. So that makes sense. Worry about yourself. That's really all you can do anyway. Play your best. Right. And you know, from there, that's really all, that's all we're asking for. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, one thing I do want to talk about, obviously, 2016 um, games in Rio, mm-hmm. you and your partner were the third pairing of females in the United mm-hmm. States. And apparently we only get to take two. Is that correct? Yes. Ah, that it, like, was it, um, was it within reach? Like, was it, was it like, out, like, like, I guess just tell us about that yeah. whole situation and everything that happened, if you don't mind. Yeah, so for to qualify for the 2016 Olympics, it's a year and a half qualification process. So over a year and a half, they take your best 12 for, uh, finishes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you play in only 12 tournaments and those are your finishes or 25. So my partner and I, we were definitely in the running. Um, and you know exactly what the other team's doing and how many points they have. And it came down, I would say, not to the last tournament, but the last few tournaments were like, okay, we really need to get a great finish or we're, we're not going to be in the race. Um, so it was, it was tough. It was a lot of traveling going mm-hmm. around the world with a lot of pressure to finish well. And then it was, it's hard to watch the other teams compete. So like as much as I love USA, like my competitor over here, USA team, whatever too, is playing and you're like rooting against them because mm-hmm. you want them to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brutal. Um, so not making it in that like that last tournament and knowing you're not going that was tough. That mm-hmm. was really tough. Um, yeah, I, I I can't even say I understand because obviously I'm never going to be in a situation like mm-hmm. that. Um, but obviously we feel for you and it, it's it's obviously disappointing. Only two two groups can go, two duos can right. go, and you know it's there's always the, the next team that couldn't make it. And unfortunately this time it was you and your partner. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, what does that then do moving forward? Obviously it sounds like you're very focused on, on the tour and, and, and doing well there. What does it do moving forward for the next Olympic games that are coming up? I mean, I assume yeah. that it's a, it's a year and a half long thing. So yeah. it starts pretty soon, right? Yeah. So it, I mean, immediately from not making the Olympics, immediately following that, I mean, your head goes everywhere. You're like, mm-hmm. what, was this worth it? Should I try again? Maybe I should just quit and move on. Um, and then also my partner and I, after we knew we weren't making the Olympics, she was done traveling internationally. So we were, we broke up. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those questions popped into your head and you kind of almost have to do some soul searching. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've teamed up, I teamed up with another partner and we actually ended up winning the Manhattan beach open, which is, the biggest tournament on domestic soil. Nice. The Olympics is the big one. Mm -hmm. Winning Manhattan beach was a close second. Um, so that felt good because it was, I mean, it's a roller coaster of a ride in this sport. You go from, I mean, that was my lowest low to seriously the highest high. And, um, so that kept me motivated and going. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm not done yet. I want to push. I want to try again. And so, yeah, now we're basically, I leave in China in a week and that's the first qualification tournament for. Oh, wow. Very cool. Oh, so we're coming up. So hopefully we're giving you, hopefully we're giving you a little good juju, maybe some good vibes thrown your way and you, you and your partner can start off the year strong. So that that is awesome. Well, obviously congratulations for, for keeping going. I mean, I can totally, again, can't really understand, but I can see why a person could just say, I can't do this anymore, especially because of the four year long, um, 
gap between the games. I can understand how that is is just a brutal, brutal stretch of time. But it sounds like you came out the other side even stronger. Sounds like you got a good partner. Obviously, you won mm-hmm. one of the biggest tournaments. So I think that's cool. it, the Manhattan. It wasn't that long ago, right? So I didn't win this year, but I won. Okay. In, I won in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. So we went back to back, and then I lost in the semis. In ah, so rats. But still, yeah. I mean, that's even even a better point. I mean, 2016, not making the games, and then immediately right. coming out swinging. I mean, right. that is that is some impressive fortitude that you guys have. Thank you. No, thank <laughs> you. You're the one that represents us. I just like to ask <laughs> questions every once in a while. That's really all I do. So that is fantastic. So, Emily, obviously, we're crossing our fingers for you. We're going to love it. So just one last topic. I, I always try and bring this up and just get a good mm-hmm. understanding from athletes, just the monetary aspect not of your sport, but just kind of how being an Olympic hopeful, what you're able to actually receive. And and we're not asking you the dollar amount, but just kind of how Team USA, the USOC, how they've been able to help you and and really, or what they've been able to provide you with, especially, not especially, but considering you haven't made the Olympics, I hear when you make the Olympics, you get more. When you win medals, obviously you get more. What have you seen, I guess, personally? um, How have they been able to help you on the monetary side and really make sure, again, that you're getting the best coaching, training, nutrition, everything that you need to become the best, you know, possibly in the world. Yeah. So USA Volleyball and USOC um, team up to help us as much as possible. And so it's nice that we have a facility with the training. So we don't have to worry about paying a lifting coach. Um, We have a nutritionist that's able to come in that we share with um, indoor volleyball. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a sports psychologist that will come in. So these are all finances that we don't have to worry about, which is awesome. Um, when we travel to compete for team USA, you actually have to pay for everything up front. So I have to pay for my own flight. We're booking our own flights, Mm -hmm. pay for our own hotel, pay for our own food. And then if you finish high enough, then USA volleyball will reimburse you. So it's an incentive to do well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's tricky because if I enter a harder tournament, Sure, there's more prize money to be won, but I may not get the support from USA Volleyball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, for beach volleyball, it's a lot of personal investment up front. Because, of course, like at the beginning, I was not even able to travel with mm-hmm. USA Volleyball. And then USOC, they are able to give us a monthly stipend, stipend for about, I believe it's 10 months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And, but that only goes to the top eight players. So again... You have mm. to earn your, your way. Uh, so it's tricky because when you're at the top, you're making a lot of prize money. And so maybe you don't need as much support, but that's when you get the support from USA Volleyball and mm-hmm. USOC. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's top eight players, not top eight teams? Correct. Top Ooh. eight players. So only that's, four teams. That's it. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, or, uh, yeah then, okay. So I'm sorry. I guess I was thinking of it like player – four could be here paired up with player nine. So player nine wouldn't receive, but it sounds like that's not the case. Oh no, that's the case. Oh, oh, <laughs> it is. Most the of the, yeah. That that's it's t- top eight individuals. Okay. Oh, okay. Ends up most likely being mm-hmm. the top four teams. That does make sense. Yeah. Same points as your partner. Um, but the nice thing about beach volleyball that I know some other sports don't have is that we do have this domestic tour. We have the AVP. And so we're able to compete on that and earn extra prize money. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes even win it right in Manhattan Beach. So that's not too bad. Could be worse. That's phenomenal. And then the last question, you sparked an interest. Uh, Uh You share share a gym, it sounds like, with or a training center with the indoor volleyball. Do you ever just... Just kind of go on the court and, you know, play a little pickup, maybe, uh-huh. maybe get thrown on one of the teams every once in a while. 
So um, we ours is in Torrance and theirs is in Anaheim. So it's not the same location. However, uh, I've been in their gym. Um, but to answer that, I think my knees would break on the hardwood right now. <laughs> like, I don't know how my body would do jumping. I'm used to the sand. That's where I need mm-hmm. to stay. So hey. stay. yeah, and the indoor girls jump so high too. They do. The it's incredible, man. I don't know how they do it. And again, like that's my friends and I, we play volleyball. That's like our recreational sport to play awesome. whenever we have parties and we're not very good, but we love it. And we're going to keep doing That's it. So and then we great. watch some of these girls and guys play and we're just like, whoa, yeah. whoa, we would get crushed. But we always say, you know, do we think we could score one point? And I think we could <laughs> score like one point one time. Um, yeah, maybe if, if they mess up. That's yeah, exactly. Rally <laughs> scoring at one point, right? Like that's, it's yeah. possible. So awesome. Well, Emily, thank you so much again. One more time. Emily Day of USA Beach Volleyball. Um, gunning for the 2020 games. We got our fingers crossed for you. Thank you so much for your time. We sincerely appreciate this as well as, you know, hanging out with us and, and representing our country on a daily basis. We sincerely appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. Glad to do it. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Emily Day. Really appreciate it. She was super cool, very laid back, very chill, had such a great attitude and just really got to talk to us about her life and everything she's been through in such a fun and entertaining way. So thank you to her and thank you to you guys for listening. Really do appreciate it. Make sure you follow Emily on all her socials. I'll have all those in the show notes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at ourathletes.us. If you have any questions, want to tell me something, give me some feedback, michael at ourathletes.us. And uh, yeah, if you guys could review, rate, subscribe, share, like, comment, I don't know, anything to get the word out there that our Olympic athletes and hopefuls deserve um, because all we have to do is listen to their story. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. You guys enjoy them all, right? So why not tell a friend? So really do appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day.